Support for this podcast comes from MailChimp. MailChimp? No. Chimp. MailChimp. Fucking idiot. From the Colfax building, Plumbers Row, Allgate East, this is the OMT FFL podcast. Welcome everybody to the OMT FFL inaugural podcast. I am here with Edin for Glory's Richard Fox. Thank you, Al. Delighted to be here on this brand spanking new year. Yes, same year, new year. Do a lot of editing. Yeah. Right. I don't know how to edit though. That's going to be a problem. Okay. So today, today we're going to have a look at the Sandy Lodge Cup. Have a pre, have a preview, run through all the groups, and get Mr. Richard Fox's expert opinion on his group and a run through through some of the others and who the, he thinks will take home the glory. Let's it's, a, it's, a, it's a wide open competition. Anyone can win it. Um, particularly the new year, new hopes for teams that have been struggling uh, a chance to, to dethrone some players who may have got a bit too, bit too big for the britches. I might say so myself. Uh, who, do you, who would you level up that, that accusation? Uh, I've, in... in, in for, for impartiality purposes, I wouldn't be able to say, but I'm sure that will come clearer. A scoop for the podcast: Richard Fox labels Alex Freed as too big for his britches. <laughs> uh, that's incorrect. I've been on record to say that I think Freed's team will win. Uh, I don't think he's too big for his britches. So discount that. Discount okay. that from the record immediately. Well, that's conjecture, isn't it? So let's let's get going. Um, let's take a look at Group A. Some people are calling Group A the dullest of all of the groups. Uh, who these people might be? Well, let's have a statistical look at this. Um, only fifteen point three goals on average for the for the whole for the whole group. That is, what was that six? Average of six goals less than the next than the next competitor than the next group. And well, it's high on assists, but that is largely because of Cesc Fabregas. I'll be honest. I'm su- I'm surprised that your displeasure, a lack of goal score, given your historical love of defenders and good defending. Yeah, historical, but you know we, the game has moved on, and we now everyone bloody loves goals. That's true. Actually, your team this year is a very potent attack now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not here to talk about my team just yet. We're going to start off with. All right, so I don't know the games. It doesn't matter. We're just going to go through the groups. So Group A, um, I think that is comprised of freestylers, managed by uh, Christopher Hayward, the Prima Donnas, managed by Lloyd Rosales Cox, Eden for Glory, managed by Yours Truly, and Checkmate, Yathazan Ganga Kumar. A varied, a varied group, mixed, a lot of mixture in there. So, I mean, looking at this, the two the two favourites, instantly to get to get through would be uh, Lloyd's and your group. Mm-hmm. Both, I think that's 
in the strong the strongest form. And I mean, looking at, looking at that group, you, you have to say Lloyd's a clear favourite. Um, despite my Edin for Glory's recent run of impressive form, injuries and suspensions, and now Spiders take their toll. John Joe Shelby's ridiculous elbow gives him a three-game ban. Jordan Much has just been dropped by good old Harry Redknapp. Jekko's out a long term. McCarthy's injured. Lovren's been dropped. So, despite other group members' protestations, by no means uh, a top two are sewn up. There's plenty of space for, there's certainly for checkmate to nip in there. Do you think that this, the group's big, this group's biggest problem is that there is so much pessimism that it's actually quite annoying? That's certainly a, a huge factor. And, um, and also Lloyd's lack of access to the British media could be a problem when selecting his team. It, which is surprising because given the advances in, in modern day technology, you'd think you have access to British media at his fingertips. But it seems like it seems more part of a, of, of a kind of a mind game that he, yeah. he wants to get the inside scoop rather than a genuine request for information. But, um, he only also, so far, yeah. It's a tactic that's annoyed, I think, more than, than help him. <laughs> And so, would you say that you're completely discounting the chances of freestylers? I mean, without without being rude, yes. Um, he's lucky to have got this far, let's be honest. I mean, once again, limping in just before the start with a with a ragtag team. Yeah, there, there's only really one outcome. He's he's got to be last. I mean, I think he's he had a slightly better run of form recently than than the opening few weeks, but. That if, you, if you're putting money on it, which I may be doing, if the odds are great, then he's got to be favourite to be bottom. Yeah, this is a good chance to mention our sponsors. Uh, the OMT FFL official bookmaker is Rail Miller Bookmaking. Uh, we don't offer cashback deals. The odds are really quite poor, but we're, bank, we're bankrolled by a man. <laughs> And which trust will I do? Yeah, uh, ten pound free bet. So you give me ten pounds, and the bet is free. So that's value. I mean, sign up now, and if you use the offer, the, the code ONT FFL, you actually get um, a, a five pound uh, money back voucher as well. Well, let's um, let's wait and see how the business takes off before we go around throwing money. Willy, <coughs> nearly. So, so what we're saying, predictions there for the group. So, Edin for Glory and Prima Donnas to go through. I reckon. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be positive and say Edin for Glory to, to steal second at a whisker um, with, with Prima Donnas topping the group. I think Checkmate, if, if they can get a change of mentality in that team and you know start start being positive about the chances rather than always trying to downplay how good they are, you know, brings brings to mind the classic. Mourinho line, little horse from last year. Um, yeah, that Mr. Gangkumo is not at, at Mourinho's level yet. He can't quite play those games. So maybe, maybe in the future he's more positive. He could still second, but that's what I'm going for. Right, and that's now. Let's take a look at the closest and most exciting of the groups, Group B, uh, featuring uh, <clears throat> Punch and Drunk. Love, managed by uh, the favourite for this year's competition, Alex Freed. Uh, Lloyd Doyley's 11, managed by Effie. William the Conqueror, managed 
by me and Arthur Chance, or going going all the way, in, as they called this year, managed by Thomas McIlvenny. Very, very tough group. Very I tough mean, group. Very I tough mean, group. I don't think I'd be remiss to call that the group of death uh, for this competition. I I would not I would not say that for you though. I mean, it's the tight it's the tightest of all the groups. Uh, only uh, 149 points separating the top and bottom. We have Thomas McAvenny in absolute prime form, and and Alex Freed in, in fantastic form as well. So I think on form, those are the teams that those are the teams that we want to catch. We want to catch. Who's who's firing for your team at the moment? Um, no one. Well, Crouch got five points today. Uh, probably should add more. Chris Smalling hadn't put his hand in the way, and there wasn't thickness of a I post. Saw that. I saw that game actually. Crouch was very, very impressive, uh, and should have had a penalty. And potentially off, uh, potentially off to West Brom for a starring role. So he might come through. Uh, Wilfred Wilfred Bonny is going off to the African Cup of Nations, so he will miss out a couple of games. But I'm hopeful. I'm still hopeful for Eric Lamella. It is the year of Lamella. Well, 2014 was the year of Soldado. This year's the year of Lamella. So I think that's that's where it's going to come from. If they're both there this time next year, it would be a surprise. Yeah. Well, and Willian as well has <clears throat> he's he's just waiting to score against Spurs and actually contribute something in a game where I don't want him to. So that, that's he's, he's, he's a strange one, Willian, because he's a bit similar to, to Jack Wilshere in that he does everything really good, but before the assist or the goal, he very rarely actually gets on the end of things or provides the clear pass, but he's, he's fantastic between the boxes. So I can understand the signing, but... Yeah, I mean... Like Mike Lamella, he's failed to deliver. Yeah, I mean, my players playing every week. The problem is they're not doing anything, which is a problem. Um, but what we've, got, what we've got is two teams in fantastic form, and, and, don't, and don't, discount, don't discount Effie's team. Uh, I mean, this, if, you want, if you love goals, and I love goals... Then this is the group. Then this is the group for you. 101 goals so far. Uh, Alex Free's team with 30, Effie's with 29, mine with 25, and Macca's uh, with a rather paltry 17. But still, nonetheless, um, it does seem like, despite Macca's recent resurgence, that he's still overly reliant on Rooney to to, to keep him up there and keep him going. Um, particularly now, he's dropped into more of a midfield role, despite his two goals the other week. Mm-hmm. You'd think now Falcao, particularly in today's game against Stoke, is getting back into some form. When him and Van Persie are up top, that's going to somewhat limit Rooney's effectiveness in terms of, of, of pure goal scoring, uh, because you have to drop back and put in more legwork in midfield. So, despite his resurgence, I would probably probably go with him in, in third, um, because as I say, you've got Crouch and, and Boney. Uh, uh, sorry, Boney and uh, off to the. Uh, of nations, which I think is going to see you slip into last, unfortunately. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. Uh, Maccas is also helped hugely by Sir, Sir John Terry, contributing a, a huge 15% of uh, the team's title this year. So, I mean, that's true. A, ma- a man completely dis- discounted in the draft. I, I, <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd hate to bring up who, who did that, but. Well,. I know what you're alluding to, but again, as I, as I mentioned before, the logic behind that discounting was sound. You know, if, if uh, what what I perhaps failed to take into account is Mourinho's will to spend 
22 million pounds on a left back and then just keep him on the bench for the whole season, which would probably not happen at any other club in, in the country. But uh, I accept that in hindsight, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But you, you think now this will be his last season before Mourinho starts to. Richard, so predictions for that, for predictions for the Group B. Uh, Alex Reed to sail through. And yeah. I predict Effie Akaze to, to make to make it out of the group there. I think it'll be close though. I mean, he's, Effie's been on a bit of a downturn in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and you know, if, if if Wayne can still score, I'm not sure what United's fixture list is like for the next couple of weeks. No, I haven't done research. Okay, well, I mean, it's not my job. <laughs> this is what, lack of preparation. This is the problem. Um, but it'll, it'll be close between. Um, Going all the way, and Effie's team. Yeah. Um, but I think just to Effie. Yeah. Um, I think now now to Group C, and I'd say this is the second worst group for interest. Who have we got here? Uh, we've got Kieran's team, Sporting CP, uh, Posh's Costa Coffee. Gav Chester, Gav Chester United and Davos yeah. Dick Dicks. Okay, another interesting group. Low, uh, relatively, relatively, well, slightly lower on goals. Um, a bit of a disparity between the top and bottom. I mean, you really got to say here that Kieran, Kieran and Ollie are, are firm, firm favourites to go through. Yeah, I mean, despite Kieran's uh, you know, flagrant uh, abuse of the drafting process, there has to be a begrudging admiration to how he's performed with only cut a, you know a handful of players actually bought and the rest picked up for free. Uh, in terms of in terms of maximising resources and getting the most out of the team, he's uh, he's done very well so far. Um, I mean, Gab's actually in, Gab's in slightly better form in the over the last five weeks, but Kieran's Kieran's team is a strong one. The only thing that would make you question Kieran's progress is Aguero's fitness issues. You know, if he's fit and firing. Him and Hazard are going to win you. Are going to win you most of the, the cup games because they simply score too many points and they're too good. I mean that's but, that's clear. Thirty two thirty two percent of all points come from come from just those two just those two players. And uh, apart yeah. from apart from Danny Welbeck, there isn't a strong contribution elsewhere. And is also now injured, unfortunately. Um, so only short term though. But um, <coughs> if um. Yeah, if Aguero, if, if Aguero was able to stay fit for the whole season, you wouldn't just put him as a favourite for the cup. He'd be one of the favourites for the league as well. But yeah, that's maybe one of the reasons why he was able to get him in the first place because of those injury issues. Absolutely. So I think from that group, despite being pushed, despite being pushed by Gav, I think we'll still see Kieran and Kieran and, and Ollie sail through. Who, who's in Gav's team again? Uh, in Gav. Joe Hart sitting on the bench today. Johnny Ma- Johnny Matter. Uh, Jesus Navas, useless. Um, yeah, he's been unlucky. He's been unlucky, unlucky with Ozil. Ozil. This, was, this, was, um, this was supposed to be Ozil's breakthrough season after his first first year uh, in the Premiership, and to get that three month injury at such a crucial time is a massive blow. Ramirez as well. I've, I've, a player I've had performance experience with is, is similar to William, does a lot of the ball carrying, um, but, n- but not much end product. And also, has kind of been phased out of the team with Matic now. 
uh, and Fabregas. Um, yeah, and also Gav, Gav might be restricted by uh, Newcastle's potential player manager Conaccini not willing to play himself. I, uh, I think those rumours have since subsided. That's a shame. That would be and, fucking dreadful. Uh, is now the firm favourite I think, for the role, although he also has downplayed his chances. But that's you're, you're right there. I mean, Gary Monk uh, last year did a similar thing, didn't he? When he was appointed player manager, he took himself out of the team almost straight away. Um, um, and um, Davos Dick-Dix, again, on, on, a, on a superb run of form at the moment, David Silva. Uh, talismanic in his performances, taking up the reins in, a, in Aguero's injury-enforced absence. Um, you know, if he can carry on with that form, um, I think City have a relatively comfortable run of fixtures in the next couple of weeks as well. So there's every expectation that he, he continues to bang the goals in. And, and the charge is led by Christian Eriksen. Of course, Christian Eriksen. Absolutely outstanding. Is he, wasn't he the top-scoring midfielder of 2014? Without, pen, without penalties, I think. Without penalties, sorry. That's it. Yeah, very impressive. Wonderful. And so now we're left with... Um, well, you know... What should we do? Predictions? Remember them predictions for that? Predictions. Go on. And we haven't really touched on uh, Posh's team either. No. We haven't. You're right. Well, Dibesh's team is largely reliant on um, Diego Diego Costa. Actually, well, Costa and Baines have a pretty similar um, contribution. Mm. So, you never know. That Diego Costa is always is going to be good for a, a few goals against Spurs. Yeah, um, but Ever- Everton, Baines has done well, it's despite the fact that Everton's defending has been absolutely dreadful this season. Is, is Dyer still a regular fixture in this first team, or is um, Taylor now starting to... No, Dyer's um, on the bench, really. Carl Walker's come back in to, do, back. to do whatever Carl Walker does. I don't think it's defending or attacking. Just <laughs> running well, that's, that's, that's the only issue, because you look at the defensive side of that team, Mignolet, mm-hmm. it's lucky that Brad Jones has been injured, he's come back in, but then you've got Kolarov, rarely starts. Same with now with Dyer as well. He's early... Uh, early season form proving to be exactly what all the critics thought it was a flash in the pan. No, he's still um, the best defender in the in the country, but Well, if you if you take your Spurs hat off for a minute, uh, I think you'll see that may not be correct. Yeah, then you'll find I've got a Spurs tattoo on my on my scalp. <laughs> we have quite how many points Baines has got. He's had quite an underwhelming season this year, haven't they, with Everton struggles. Yeah, it's just it's those uh assists and free kicks and corners and all that. Mm. Stood him in good stead, and now we move on. So predictions, so, I think. Kieran, I'd say Kieran and Ollie to make it out of that one. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Kieran top. Uh, actually, I'm going to go for Ollie's top because I think that Aguero injury will 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 hurt Dent Kieran's chances. With um, Kieran in second, um, I would then put Osh's third, and Gav unfortunately languishing at the bottom. Uh, and now uh, onto the group that only a mother could love. Uh, what, what, one for one for the real purists. Um, we've got the uh, amalgamated team of leftovers, uh, punk, punch and drunk hate. Uh, I don't know who's in that team. It doesn't matter. Um, punch and drunk who? Hate the team full of uh, leftovers. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, I think they're only playing. Fre- they're only playing in friendlies, uh, which okay. might give Dan. Uh, the young pretender a chance to win a match. Um, 
he's been well blighted. Uh, so let's run through the groups. Uh, got Dan- Danny Fox, uh, Borussia Tief, a great pun based on one of the players in his team. It is a good pun. It is a good pun. It's a, a good pun. It's not his, probably. Um, Dirty Sanchez, uh, Johnny Liss, and um, and the man who just don't want, who definitely won't listen to this, uh, unite uh, Simon Grosbell, who has dedicated his time to the, U- the union, which is quite inactive, actually. We do we do send our uh, our uh, best wishes out to him though for a speedy recovery from an unfortunate knee injury, despite his previous. Uh, legal action. <laughs> I, I think I don't think the two have anything to do with each other. <laughs> um, well. uh, Unite, Borussia Teeth. And Dirty uh, Sanchez. And what was the fourth one? Uh, the amalgamated team. Oh, okay. For which uh, Saida Barahino has just scored. So, mm. interesting. But, I mean... It's just it's just a team of people in. I mean, Danny Danny is actually in the strongest form in that group. That's true. Uh, with Liss and Simon in just shocking form at the moment. Um, yeah, the only issue for for Borussia Teeth is, of course, Giroud's spectacularly stupid red card the other the other week uh, against. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was now. Um, but that, that, he was kind of popping that team up, unfortunately. So with him gone. And the manager's general lack of interest or concern in how the rest of the team performs, he'd still be my my favourite candidate to to to, to top um, pop group up. I mean, I think you're I think you're sort of in trouble when Jenkinson is your third strongest <laughs> contributor to the team. Um, I, I just I just can't see can't see them no. making out. Uh, joining this team, based on the spectacular form of uh, Alexis Sanchez, twenty one percent. Uh, yeah, of all I mean, this points coming from Sanchez, a great signing. It's not surprising, really. Everyone knew he was going to be successful. Uh, I think he went for like twenty-one, didn't he? Twenty-two million in the draft. Uh, um, yeah, twenty-one point two five. Yeah, so no surprise, but he's been spectacularly impressive this season. Again, the only issue you have there is that because of Arsenal's lack of strikers, with Welbeck and Giroud now injured. He's gonna, he's, and he's now starting today as a centre forward. Which, although he says Wenger says he can play there, I don't think it's his, his most natural position. He's also running the risk of getting tired. He's playing every single game, becoming the palace man of the team. So, at some point, he's going to have to be rested. And now that the festive period, fixture period, is about to be over, you'd think that gives him a chance in the next couple of games, particularly the FA Cup coming in place, to, to, to give him a bit of a rest and maybe give the goal machine that is Yaya Sonogo run out instead. Uh, and actually, Simon is looking is looking quite strong for this mm. this week. Uh, Gerard with Gerard well, as two, we, Gerard with as two we goals. See, Gerard has two goals uh, at half time against the game against Leicester. So I mean, yeah, his team doesn't his team <coughs> his team on paper doesn't match the what you heard. There was the sound of port being digested. It was over a twelve hour period before. Oh, I was coming back up. Uh, I mean, there's some strong names in Simon's team. Asper, Laqueta, Gerard, uh, Jedinak, uh, Jelovic, uh, and Van Persie. Some strong contributors, but... And, on for, and Carl Walker's lo- uh, lengthy injury has, has been a problem, but as, as, as previously discussed, Carl Walker 
contributes nothing in assists or clean sheets. So That we can certainly agree on. I don't care if his previous record suggests that he's one of the top point scorers. He is rubbish. I mean, Carl, Carl Walker's England career continues to be one of the most widely discussed myths of our time. Um, you know, how a man with such a lack of positional awareness could be, be classified as the best right back in the country where uh, is, is remarkable. Well, I mean, that's now Eric Dyer. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> no problems there. So there we go. That's... Um... So I think predictions. I mean, so it's between, say, it's between Simon. I'm going to say Simon. Simon's, I'm going to say Simon top of that actually. With I think that Van Persie back into form now is going to fire him, fire him to the top. Dirty yeah, Sanchez in second, and then uh, Borussia Teeth behind him. And there we go. That's um, that's that's a roundup of of the groups. So what we've got some strong some strong teams. The next few weeks are going to be are going to be. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. But isn't, but isn't every week fascinating? Well, there's never a dull week in. There's never a dull week when you have stats. It's true. It's true. Uh, and on that point, can can you confirm or deny the rumours that uh, Lloyd's position under your wing as uh, stat assistant is is under threat due to due to a lack of performance? Um, I will not be commenting on. Uh, on any on any positions within within the department uh, currently, um, a, a statement a statement will be made in due course. Okay, we look we look forward to hearing that because the rumours have been flying around. Well, it's all paper talk. I'm sure you're aware of them. I'm sure you're aware. Talk of them. is cheap. <laughs> so, uh, so that so there there we have it. A full comprehensive roundup of the Sandy Lodge Cup. Join us again next time when we'll have, I don't know, Freed? Who knows? (laughs) So thank you, Richard, for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure.